This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. That's 1-800-259-9231, the Packet 8 toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Now you're tuning in to your radio this evening, or perhaps your internet stream, whichever way it is you're receiving the show live, and you're thinking, oh, these, these guys aren't really here on Thanksgiving, are they? No, this is last year's Thanksgiving show. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Uh, now, actually, I don't know if we did a show on Thanksgiving last year. I don't know some, if we could get a board op to come in for that one. Some um, some years we can get board ops to work on uh, um, different holidays, and right. some we can't. And uh, Tim was generous enough to come in this evening, so thank you very much, Tim. That's right, Tim Anderson, uh, son of Ted Anderson. Uh, we really appreciate him taking his time off. Um, and coming in and helping us out because we wanted, I wanted to do a live show on Thanksgiving, and and so here we are. Yep. And and it, it is Thanksgiving. We're going to, of course, talk about the. We're going to read the article we read every year on Thanksgiving. We don't we don't reuse prep on this show except for on Thanksgiving. Yeah, this this particular story is great, and it gets requests, and right. um, I I love it. So it's an excellent story. It doesn't get old, and it's important uh, to. It's I think it's important to do every year because. There's always new people listening. And, of course, that's the reason why I wanted to do a show tonight was because, well, there are people out there driving maybe from um, somebody's house to another person's house or whatever. There's there's people listening to their radios on Thanksgiving. So why not bring them some live content? That's I'll, I'll tell you, it's a great gimmick for uh, program directors. Um, you know, they... You send out your uh, little email to program directors. Right, we've got 450 program directors around the country. And that's that, program directors of talk stations. Since get those only, emails. Since there's only 16,000 radio stations or so in the United States, and what like percentage? A thousand of them are, are talk. Uh, maybe 1,200 or 1,300 are right. talkers. Right, 1,000 to maybe 1,200 are um, talkers. And you have 450 of those names on an email list that volunteered. That's got to be the most that, – that thing is gold. Anyway, you send out this email and says, hey, we're going to be live on Thanksgiving. Yeah, how many of your how talk show hosts are, are going to be live on Thanksgiving? I can tell you old Rush Limbaugh stayed home on this one. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Any so, of those any of those nationally syndicated guys stayed home. Even if no even if nobody listened, which of course obviously people have are listening, mm-hmm. um, even if nobody did, it's a great gimmick. Yep, and so we're here, and of course, if you would like uh, to share with us what you're thankful for, the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Again, that's 800-259-9231, and of course, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Most of our website is back up and functioning. There are still just a few functions that aren't working correctly. For instance, the amplifier sign-ups for credit card users, not working. Uh, Also, that also means that those of you who have signed up as amplifiers, but on the credit card system, if you were supposed to have been charged over the past few days, that hasn't happened yet either. So the charges are going to get pushed back a few days as well. Uh, beyond that, though, there aren't too many other errors. Oh, I guess the bulletin board isn't sending out notification emails either. So bear with us. We will get everything back up and running all in due time. So do you think we're going to get any calls on Thanksgiving? I mean, it, would, it really should go one way or the other. You mean a lot of calls versus no calls? It's going to be. I would think that it would be a lot of calls versus just none. Um, we're pretty much, you know, it's our weekday schedule, so we're going to be on five radio stations mm-hmm. or something like that, and we're going to have a certain amount on the stream. You could look at that, but I don't think you generally do. Yeah, I could look at that. Um, and you know, there's the uh, R stream, and then there's the GCN stream. Right. So, you know, there's there's going to be thousands of people listening tonight. Are they going to call in, or are they just going to enjoy their Thanksgiving and be really cool about it? We'll see. Now, actually, know, that, that should that, be interesting. That reminds me of something. Uh, before we jump into the real story of Thanksgiving, 
I also uh, started something new today, Mark. I've come up with a new uh, idea for our amplifiers, the people that contribute $3 a month to the show on a completely voluntary basis just because they like Free Talk Live and want to see us get on more radio stations, those people, the 300 or so of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came up with an idea, and actually it wasn't my idea originally. Uh, right. That's what radio is all right. about. Of course. <laughs> Borrowing yeah. stuff. Borrow great ideas. In this case, Holland Cook deserves credit. And the suggestion was, and what I've implemented, is essentially an amplifier voicemail service. Now, I don't have anything that's dedicated for the amplifiers, but there's one particular phone line that I gave out to them, and I said, hey, if you get a chance, call this number today, leave a message, and let us know what you're thankful for. Now, I've actually got a couple of those messages, because it was very short notice. I came up with this at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I thought, you know what, we need to use this, because I know that last time we did a Thanksgiving show, we didn't get a large amount of phone participation on the show. So I figured if we let people know in advance and say, hey, leave a message on this line, that way if you're busy, if you're out with family or, or doing whatever, and you don't have a chance to pick up the phone during the show, you can still get your voice heard on the air. So we're gonna we're gonna get to that a little bit later on. We'll find out what some of our amplifiers are thankful for this uh, this Thanksgiving. Also, of course, Mark, I'm gonna ask you, and I'll tell you what I'm thankful for as well. And if you want to share it, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. In fact, we do have a call. Let's go to Kayleen in Massachusetts. Ladies first, of course. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Kayleen. She's oh hello. Hi, you didn't think you'd get Sorry. on that quick, did you? Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> You're well, on the air. What's on your mind? Indeed, happy Thanksgiving happy to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Kayleen. Well, I'm thankful for the few liberties that I still have left, and I'm thankful for you guys. And uh, did you read the uh, Lou Rockwell uh, article about Thanksgiving? Now, wait a minute. I'm looking at Lou Rockwell right now. Are you talking about the? Is it a new article? Um, I'm or, not sure. Because there's the classic mm-hmm. one. There's one that had shown up there a long time ago that we'll read tonight. Uh, the, the real meaning of Thanksgiving. Uh, no, this is about um, uh, people uh, supposedly giving thanks to their government for to the government for this, that, and the other thing. I believe it's a new article. Yeah, I see sure. that. It's right there at the top of uh, LouRonquell.com. I, I had read that, and it just was, I don't know, it was a little too jaded and cynical. And I, I'm not in a, I'm not in that mood right now, so I didn't really feel like getting to that. <laughs> it was it, it, just to summarize the article. The guy, uh, William Anderson. The title is The Government Demands That You Be Thankful. He's suggesting right. that it's a uh, government holiday that Abraham Lincoln, um, I guess, put mm-hmm. into effect while he was killing people, mm-hmm. you know, while he was having his soldiers kill people. And it was just I, – I, he's pretty jaded about cha- Thanksgiving. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think most people are jaded about Thanksgiving. And it's certainly not a very positive article. And I, I don't really feel like being a negative, in a negative mood about this today. Well, I just, I, it, I just think it's a well-done article. But – uh, here, I agree with you in certain ways. Very good, Kaylee. But, uh, so, what are happy you... Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Very good. So, what are you doing today? You just is it just you and a uh, few members of the family, or what? What are your plans here? Oh well, we already had dinner. You already I did. Fried my turkey. Don't most people do it at uh, like two or three o'clock in the afternoon? Oh yeah, but we're late people. Now, Mar- now, how late Mar- did you do it? Have you have you ever had uh, turkey deep fried? I yes. have actually. It's very good. Oh, very awesome. juicy. Best way to cook turkey. So, when did you guys eat? Five. About an hour ago. Okay. See, now, I was trying to tell Mark that most people have Thanksgiving dinner at 2 to 3 o'clock, and he didn't believe me. Yeah. I'm not sure that I, in my no, world most, it's most been six. No, most people do, but like I said, we're late people. So. Very good. 
Kayleen, <laughs> thank you for the call. Happy we appreciate hearing from you. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. 800-259-9231. Now, this has got me curious. Uh, the article that she talked about on uh, LouRockwell.com. What's the name of it? It's uh, The Government Demands That You Be Thankful. Now that we've talked about it so much, I should probably read the thing. Well, what my thought process on it is, is um, you don't really like that I like the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Like, you think that it's, uh, you know, and here you are. If this guy makes pledge. If this guy makes a good case as to why Thanksgiving's a bad thing, and you happen to like Thanksgiving, then you're going to just have to give up this holiday you like. I, well, uh, you know no, what? No, you're not. I, I wouldn't force you to give up the holiday. You can't you like force it. me to give up the even, even though it's a crappy socialist holiday. Wait, it's not a socialist holiday. And that's what the point of the other article, the real meaning of Thanksgiving is, is to point out that it's actually about uh, the free market. And we're going to get to that. But now that we've built it up so much, I might as well read it. Otherwise, people are going to feel like they're left out. We'll get to it here in a moment. But first, we've got to go to Jeff in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, I just wanted to assure you that there's lots of people listening up in Canada because there's uh, no Canadian Thanksgiving today. Really? We is wish there's... you happy Thanksgiving. Well, thanks. Now, is there such a thing as a Canadian Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, but that's uh, it was like October 11th yeah. this year. They have uh, <laughs> their harvest is earlier. So. What's the basis? <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. What's well, the that's basis? What I can for that's for sure. What's the historical basis for the uh, Canadian Thanksgiving? I'm not familiar with it. Ah, uh, who knows? We don't really know either. We're just happy to get a day off. I see. So you, you just picked a day and decided, oh, well, let's get let's eat some turkey. Do you do this? Do you do the uh, the American things on Thanksgiving? Do you eat turkey and cranberry sauce and all that? Oh or? yeah, it's the same deal. I see. It's the same deal, but for some reason, different date. Very interesting, Jeff. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Glad you're out there listening. Uh, we're going to come back with more. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Doing a full show tonight, as always. And, of course, it is still Free Talk Live, so you don't have to call and tell us what you're thankful for. In fact, I forgot to ask Jeff what he was thankful for, but then again, it's not Thanksgiving, so anyway. We're going to come back Thanksgiving in Canada. We'll talk about uh, this government demands that you be thankful, and then we'll turn it to uh, more positive stuff. What are you thankful for? 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, the Thanksgiving Day edition. We're here live. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, and that does include an entire year's worth of archives. Right there on the front page of the site, easy access, totally free, freetalklive.com. And get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Hey, come and hear a speech by John Stossel entitled Enemies of Liberty. It's happening in Concord, New Hampshire. Three-day event starting on February 23rd, but the early bird discount ends tonight. Yeah. So head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and get registered now. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. I I don't think you're going to regret it. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, to to be fair, it's the first year uh, of the Liberty Forum. It's the first time the Free State Project has put together a convention-style get-together. And it seems like they're doing it right I mean, they've got John Stossel coming in, Jack Cole from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, Sharon Harris from the Advocates for Self-Government. Michael Badnark. Michael Badnark. I mean, a lot of these people we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. In fact, everyone except John Stossel. <laughs> yeah, Stossel's not going to come on our show. Well, who knows? Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe if he's milling around after his speech on Saturday night, you never know what will happen. That would be so awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, maybe we can pull some strings, you know, Mark? I mean, they did pay him a good amount of money to, to show up, so... Anyway, hopefully you'll and be there. And he does there. mention us on his website, right? He has mentioned us in his newsletter at one time in the past. That means something. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So head over to uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get registered. And, of course, we'll see you 
at the Liberty Forum. Talking about Thanksgiving, asking you what you're thankful for on this Thanksgiving. If you want to share, 800-259-9231. We've got some voicemails that came in from some of our amplifiers. They've got a few of, uh, they shared with us what they're thankful for. We're going to get to that here in a little bit. But since Kayleen called in, and since you made a big deal out of it, uh, we're going to go ahead and read this article from LewRockwell.com. It's very cynical. It's very jaded. I'm not really in the mood for this, but nonetheless, here it is. William Anderson, the government demands that you be thankful. Today in the United States, we celebrate a holiday known as Thanksgiving. Many of us, including my family and I, will attend church services this morning, and many more will eat a very large meal with the main dish usually being roasted turkey. At the table, most likely we'll continue what began at church, speaking about those things for which we are thankful. At one level, I have no problem with people being thankful for their blessings. As a Christian, I thank God each day for my family, home, and other things that I believe come from the bounty of God. Though, this is something I've never understood, Mark. How is it that Christians can thank God for the food that's on their table, when in fact it was the women and, and men that worked in the kitchen uh, and the uh, the marketplace that brought it to the table, not God? God was not did not have a hand in bringing the food to your table. Well, if you believe that uh, God's the creator and the um, the orchestrator of of your life, then you know he he was very much involved in the whole process. Different people believe. So it's because of God that you decided to get in your car uh, and drive to the grocery store, buy some stuff, put it in the cart, or is it because you're hungry? <laughs> it's these are questions that would be difficult. They are difficult for me to a- right. um, answer because, well, you know, I I believe in uh, I don't believe in predestination, and that really throws a wrench into everything. Well, let's go on. He says, yet if we're truly thankful for our blessings on a daily basis, then why do we have a special holiday in which we repeat those things that we've already repeated? In a word, he says, uh, the reason for Thanksgiving is government. It is on this day that government, specifically the President of the United States, orders us to be thankful. Now, I don't know if that's true. See, this is why I say this is, this is really cynical. Government doesn't order Americans to be thankful on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, it is a government-approved holiday, as are there, what, I mean, what are there, 20-something government-approved holidays throughout the year? There's a, there's a fairly large amount. There's a large amount of days in which the government takes off of work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no postal service or anything like that. But the government never, I don't think they've really said, you must celebrate Thanksgiving. You know, they just said, okay, here's this national holiday. It's going to be called Thanksgiving. It's a good one as far as I'm concerned. I mean, uh, gratitude, that's a nice feeling. It's its something that, that people should are wise to uh, feel more of. Life's better the more gratitude you feel. I agree. I, I think it's a good holiday as well, specifically because it. I'm not a religious guy. You know, I'm an, I'm an atheist, and so therefore religious holidays don't do much for me. And then Thanksgiving... While a lot of people sort of, uh, you know, they have their little Thanksgiving prayer, the day itself isn't necessarily about anything that has to do with religion. It's, you know, we're going to get to the original reason for Thanksgiving here in a little bit, but we'll continue with the cynic. He says, since our government is secular in form and content, we're really supposed to be thankful to government for our bounty. For example, I almost certainly will hear someone at church say that he or she is thankful that we live in a country where we can freely worship God. Yet, people around the world have that freedom. One can put it another way, a way that's guaranteed to offend others, like, I'm thankful that the American state has not yet destroyed all of our freedoms, including the freedom (laughs) to worship God. 
Now, while I write this, the U.S. government is actively debasing the dollar, waging war against people who were not at war with us, arresting people and falsely charging them with crimes, blocking mutually beneficial economic exchanges, making it more difficult to produce and sell goods, and then condemning the producers for not producing enough, then propagandizing us and saying that, uh, in saying that the government is the only thing that gives our lives meaning. While we think of the pilgrims celebrating the successful harvest in 1621, Thanksgiving is an official government-sponsored holiday came to this country via the presidency of Abraham Lincoln in 1863. While armies under his command were destroying the harvests of the southern states, burning houses and forcing families to face the winter without food or shelter, and generally plundering and pillaging, he declared an official day of Thanksgiving. The next president to further make Thanksgiving a government-sponsored holiday was Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1939. So two of the worst presidents in American history. In my opinion. Thus, two of the presidents who were most active in destroying the liberties and social fabric of this country were at the forefront of telling everyone how thankful they should be. Lest I appear to be an ingrate, again, I say I'm thankful to God for the blessings I've received, however undeserved they might be, and I add that I'm thankful that he has restrained the American state. If for a season to where it has not done as much harm as it could have done. You know, this is... Uh, if he hadn't have brought up the God thing so much, I would have been able to breeze through this uh, much faster, but has uh, has God been restraining that doesn't uh, make George any sense. W. Bush? That, that's completely um, without sense, because what he's said is that um, what America is doing is evil, mm-hmm. um, which... To some extent, you know, I mean, I don't like using the terms, but let's let's say it is. Um, uh, it's evil, right? Um, then God is a either he's he's basically saying God's allowing evil um to happen a little to less. To a point, he's he's allowing so evil to happen to a point. God's causing evil to happen because he could stop it, and it he could. As a matter of fact, he could stop it, but he's not choosing to not. According to this gentleman here, he's not choosing to not to stop it or not stop. He's restraining it ever so slightly, is what he's giving God credit for, right? Which is in fact letting evil happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the restraint that doesn't make any sense. So he's calling God evil. He's you know that's what he's doing. That doesn't. Make I don't any think sense. he's intending on on doing that. That's what he's saying. But yes, that is a, an excellent. Uh, analysis of what he said. It's sort of like the people that uh, survive a car crash, and then they thank God for, um, oh, thank God for stepping in and saving me from this car crash. But yet you don't blame God when uh, a bunch of, you know, when a, a small baby is killed in a car crash across town. Then it's God's plan. Huh? I, it's just confusing to me. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He says, "For now, we worship in relative peace. In the future, perhaps all Thanksgiving services will be held in government buildings, in which we will thank the state for the meager rations placed before us. We're not there, at least yet, and I'll be eternally thankful if that day is put off forever." Yeah, if I was editing the Lou Rockwell website, I certainly would not have put that as the top story today. More on the way. Still a great website. You take control of the airwaves. What are you thankful for today? We're going to get more positive and tell you the true story behind Thanksgiving coming up. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 1-800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line. 
That's 800-259-9231. And by the way, for all of your voiceover IP needs, you need to go to packet8.net. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, including the Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. Of course, it is the live Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. And uh, we're in studio with you talking about the, we're going to be getting into the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Now, if you listened to the story last year, uh, you probably aren't going to groan about hearing it again because it's that good of a story. It is. And for all those of you that have never heard the story before, you are going to be pretty surprised at what the real meaning of Thanksgiving is all about. But first, we're going to the phones and to the fun. To Irina in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hello. Um, I'm not calling about Thanksgiving. I'm calling about the Liberty Forum. I have an announcement for a new speaker that we have in no. February. Well, no, wait a minute. You are actually the individual who's organizing the entire event, right, Arena? That's right. Excellent. So what's the announcement? Well, we have uh, from Reason Magazine, um, I'm a director of government reform, uh, a man by the name of George Siegel, who's going to be our speaker for Sunday morning. Great. That's fantastic. Now, um, today, I want to make sure I've been giving out the right information here, Irina. Today is the last day to get the discount, correct? Correct. This is it. So correct. we're talking about you've got four and a half hours left then, basically, to get on board and uh, and get signed up, get registered for the Liberty Forum to get the discount. Absolutely. You don't want to miss this exciting event, really. It's a, we have a lot of people, a lot of great people lined up. And I think it's going to be something absolutely fantastic. Now, how have the sign-ups been so far? Are we on track? Are we going to have a pretty busy event coming up in February? Yes. yes. Excellent. The, the, the sign-ups are very good. They are in line with what we're expecting, considering that we are right now uh, at the end of November. Now so, the, very good. Now, of course, John Stossel is the, the main attraction. I mean, he's the big name going to be at the event. He's speaking on Saturday night. It's kind of the keynote speech. It's going to follow a, what is it, a four-course four sit-down meal? Yeah. I mean, this is like so a, the way it's going to run is that um, the, the whole room is we're going to have rounds, uh, ten people sitting at each table. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat three courses, and when they serve dessert, that's when he's going to start speaking. So now Mark and I have a show at seven o'clock on Saturday night. Is he? Do you think he's going to be done speaking by the time uh, by seven o'clock? Or when I don't is? Know. Do you know when that's about expected to start? Then I guess is the important question. I, I think I think it's probably going to start around 7:30, maybe quarter to eight. Really? Uh, the reason oh, I say that no. I think is that we got to give people time to eat. You know? Oh gotcha. man, that's a bummer. Oh well, maybe somebody will videotape it or something like that. Because I am really—I mean, I was gonna—I uh, was gonna buy tickets to that event, and I, I just bought them seconds ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I really—I'm really bummed. I, I just, was told Keith told me that it was gonna like the the dinner was gonna start at 5:30 or something. And then I was going to go for an hour, and then at 6.30 he was going to speak. But I, I guess I got wrong information. So I'm glad we have you here, uh, Irina. Now, what are, uh, I, I realize you weren't calling in for this, but what are you thankful for on this, uh, this Thanksgiving Day? Well, I guess I'm thankful that you know, my husband and my little boy are, are doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have moved to New Hampshire a year and a half ago. So actually, this is the first year we're celebrating Thanksgiving in New Hampshire. Last ah. year we were at the, at the, my husband's parents in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So and we celebrated with our neighbors. We were over there for dinner. It was very nice. That's super. So um, I'm just just thankful in general. Everything's going well. 
Great. So, well, fantastic, and thank you for the update. We definitely appreciate it. Was there anything else that was on your mind? That's it for now. Thank Thanks, you. Irina. Take it easy. 800-259-9231. Well, rest assured, you'll be able to enjoy the uh, John Stossel uh, speech, whether or not Free Talk Live is actually in attendance. So there you go. Well, Liberty I mean, we, we'll be doing the show at the time. We will be doing the show. Although I don't know if it'll be in the same room. I don't know how it's all going to work oh, out. Oh, it will not be in the same room. I, I would certain. expect it, it wouldn't be, but... All right, so 800-259-9231, talking about the real meaning of Thanksgiving, according to, uh, who is this, Richard Marbury. Each year at this time, school children all over America are taught the official Thanksgiving story, and newspapers, radio, television, and magazines devote vast amounts of time and space to it. It's all very colorful and fascinating, and it's also very deceiving. The official story is nothing like what really happened. It is a fairy tale a whitewashed and sanitized collection of half-truths which divert attention away from Thanksgiving's real meaning. I mean, really, did you expect to really learn about what Thanksgiving means in government school? Did you expect that it was really all about Squanto showing the pilgrims how to, how to grow corn? Was that, and, you know, building, uh, making those little Indian caps that you, wear, where you, where you wore while you were in school and the pilgrim hats as well? <laughs> Is that what Thanksgiving was all about? Well, no. it's fun to make Indian hats, if nothing else. Well, the official story has the pilgrims boarding the Mayflower, coming to America, and establishing the Plymouth Colony in the winter of 1620 through 21. The first winter is hard, and half of the colonists die. But the survivors are hardworking and tenacious, and they learn new farming techniques from the Indians, including Squanto. The harvest of 1621 <laughs> is bountiful. The pilgrims hold a celebration and give thanks to God. They're grateful for the wonderful new abundant land he has given them. The official story then has the pilgrims living more or less happily ever after, each year repeating the first Thanksgiving. Other early colonies also have hard times at first, but they soon prosper and adopt the annual trans, uh, tradition of giving thanks for this prosperous new land called America. The problem with this official story is that the harvest of 1621 was not bountiful, nor were the colonists hardworking or tenacious. 1621 was a famine year, and many of the colonists were, in, in fact, lazy thieves. In his history of Plymouth Plantation, the governor of the colony, Mr. William Bradford, reported that crop, uh, the colonists went hungry for years because they refused to work in the fields. They preferred instead to steal food. He says the colony was riddled with corruption and with confusion and discontent. The crops were small because, quote, much was stolen both by night and day before it became scarce eatable. In the harvest feasts of 1621 and 1622, all had their hungry bellies filled, but only briefly. The prevailing condition during those years was not the abundance the official story claims. It was, indeed, famine and death. The first Thanksgiving was not so much a celebration as it was the last meal of a condemned men. But in subsequent years, something changed. The harvest of 1623 was different. Suddenly, quote, instead of famine, now God gave them plenty, Bradford wrote. And the face of things was changing to the rejoicing of the hearts of many, for which they blessed God. But really, was God the one who changed things? Well, God blesses those who help themselves, so those who help themselves are blessed. Well, we're going to find out what changed here in a moment. Thereafter, he wrote, quote, Any general want or famine hath not been amongst them since to this day, unquote. In fact, in 1624, so much food was produced that the colonists were able to begin exporting corn. What happened? Yeah, how could they go from nearly starving to death to exporting corn, having so much extra? Over a period of three years. 
After the poor harvest of 1622, writes Bradford, quote, they began to think about how they might raise as much corn as they could and obtain a better crop. They began to question their form of economic organization. This had required that all profits, benefits uh, that are got by trade, working, fishing, or any other means were to be placed in the common stock of the colony, and that, quote, all such persons are of this as are of this colony, are to have their meat, drink, apparel, and all provisions out of the common stock. A person was to put into the common stock all he could and take out only what he needed. Mm. So do you understand what's happening here? It sounds, let's see, um, everybody puts in everything they've got. Everything they produce. And then people take out what the, just what they need. Yes. Wow, that sounds remarkably like communism. Yeah, it's in fact pretty much communism. Yeah, and it's not going to work. And it didn't work, which is why you had people being lazy thieves, because they understood that they could be uh, they would be better off by stealing food than they would be by going out and breaking their butts on the field in order to just give it to all the other people that were laying around doing nothing. It's hard work to get out there and 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 till the ground and grow stuff and. Who wants to do hard work? When you can't be proud of what it is that you've reaped, you, you sow the seeds, you reap this, uh, the, the crop, the harvest, right. then you give it, give it away? What? And all the people that didn't work at all get all your hard work? This is why communism doesn't work out. Because people, you can't separate them from their human desires. And we're going to talk about more uh, about what changed, how they changed it, and how it resulted in plenty for all. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live, the true story of Thanksgiving. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet 8 toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Of course, question on the table at the moment, and we'll be, all, uh, we'll be on the table all night, of course, is what are you thankful for? It is the Thanksgiving Day edition. We are in the studio live doing the show for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You should be thankful that Free Talk Live is here doing a live yes, show for you. you should. I'm thankful we are here doing a live show because I love doing live, live programming on holidays because people still listen to the radio. People still want to hear something. And, and who wants to hear an old stale old, old month old show? So that's why we're here. If that. Could be yeah. longer. Yeah, indeed. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 if you've got an answer for that question. But we're in the midst of a story. The real meaning of Thanksgiving, as according to Richard Marbury at Silcom.com, the, he's telling the story about uh, William Bradford, who was the governor of Plymouth Plantation. And he cites quotes from the history of Plymouth Plantation. So that's where the, a lot of this information is coming from, pointing out that in 1621, the harvest wasn't bountiful as the official story claims it was. In fact, there was famine. People were dying. There was uh, you know, rampant starvation. It was a tough time. Right. The reason they had the meal was essentially the last meal of starving people, and many of them did starve to death. Uh, And so not only were people starving to death, but the the few people that weren't starving to death were the ones that were stealing enough food in order to keep themselves alive. And all of this had to to do with their, uh, their economic model of organization. It was a centrally controlled model that essentially told everybody in the colony... Okay, you bring every single thing that you make, you put it here into this central area, and there's some guy, I guess, that oversees it all. I don't know how it worked exactly, but you d- you dumped it all into this one a- area, basically, and then you get to take out whatever you supposedly need. And it didn't work because of the same reasons that communism doesn't work. Yeah, because I, you, you would think that uh, people would learn their lessons about uh, this sort of 
communal living thing, but apparently not. Everybody, it seems so fair, because there's people out there that, well, they just can't produce what they need. And well, yeah, that is the, I guess that's the selling point. Well, what about the uh, the infirmed? What about the elderly? What about them? How are they going to survive? Well, just because they might be a concern doesn't mean that that should override right. the Property whole system rights. should be designed around those people. Um, well, because then in, in order to get along better, in order for things to be easier and uh, more comfortable in your life, in order for you to be less likely to be injured doing work, it would it's easier to be, quote-unquote, elderly or infirm, right? Right. Oh, my leg! Oh, Suddenly, I'm sorry. oh, my back! Right, exactly. So Everyone you know, gets infirm real quick. Right, you, get, you know somebody's going to bring you food, whether or not you do anything for it, so all of a sudden you act like you're sick. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have helped those that needed help, but it seems like... That happens normally. If we would just allow people to keep the fruits of their labor, then they would voluntarily decide to help grandma and grandpa, just as people do today. But nonetheless, let's continue with the story. After the poor harvest of 1622, writes Bradford, they began to think about how they might raise as much corn as they could to obtain a better crop. And indeed, uh, this, uh, their original, again, their original system was that it all dumped into the common stock, and then a person was to put in the common stock all he could and take out only what he needed. This, from each according to his ability to each according to his need, was an early form of socialism. And it's why the pilgrims were starving. Bradford writes that, quote, young men that are most able and fit for labor and service complained about being forced to, quote, spend their time and strength to work for other men's wives and children. No doubt. Also, the strong or man of parts had no more in division of victuals and clothes than he that was weak. So the young and strong refused to work, and the total amount of food produced was never adequate. To rectify the situation, now... Now, it doesn't make any sense that a, uh, uh, you know, grown men, it would, um, some, you know, big guys need more food than, than little guys do, and that's sure. just the way that is. Yeah, well, so you think maybe the, maybe the solution was to force people to work. You know, maybe that's what it is. The problem is these people don't want to work. Well, let's get the whips out. Let's get the the uh, the bombs out and the guns out and force them onto the field. Well, the problem is, is that this was, uh, you know, this was the pilgrims. They had just shown up here in uh, Plymouth a few months before, and they didn't have a huge police department in place. No, well, that wouldn't have been the problem anyway, because that still wouldn't have worked. I mean, forcing people to work is just going to make them hate you even more. I um, understood. There's going to uh, be some consequences to that. There is um, wealth redistribution that goes on in the United States. I mean, uh, public schools, great example of uh, local wealth redistribution. Oh, there's wealth, wealth and, redistribution, and but people, not forced labor. Not forced labor. That's well, what I'm it, talking about. But the labor you do, you're forced to give up the fruit of your labor. Uh, that much is true. I'm talking about if people are refusing to work in this back in Plymouth times, mm -hmm. well, then maybe we could just force them to. Well, that wouldn't have worked because then they would be resentful. They would just leave. They'd mm -hmm. go somewhere else. They'd fight back. Well, anyway, to rectify the situation, here's what happened. Bradford abolished socialism in 1623. He gave each household a parcel of land and told them they could keep what they produced or trade it away as they saw fit. In other words, he replaced socialism with a free market, and that was the end of famines. Many early groups of colonists set up socialist states, all with the same terrible results. At Jamestown, established in 1607, out of every shipload of settlers that arrived, less than half would survive their first 12 months in America. Most of the work was being done by only one-fifth of the men. The other four-fifths chose to be parasites. In the winter of wow. 1609 to... Uh, so 80% of the men were essentially just not working. Yep. Wow. Because they didn't how can have any, to. How can any um, society survive on that? In the winter of 1609 to 10... 
called the Starving Time, the population fell from 500 to 60. Wow. Then the Jamestown colony was converted into a free market, and the results were every bit as dramatic as those at Plymouth. In 1614, Colony Secretary Ralph Hammer wrote that after the switch... You know, we were, t- we were taught that it was the weather and the, um, you know, unfortunate circumstances that no killed Jamestown. No doubt that was probably a factor. Well, but communism's what killed Jamestown. Right. In 1614, Colony Secretary Ralph Hammer wrote that after the switch, there was, quote, plenty of food, which every man by his own industry may easily and doth procure. He said that when the socialist system had prevailed, quote, we reaped not so much corn from the labors of 30 men as three men have done for themselves now. Why? Because of incentive. People respond to incentives. And if they have the ability to keep what they earn, then they will work much harder. Because then they get to keep so much more or give it away as they see fit. For instance, you still you worry about the old people, right? Well, why, what about the old people? Well, as he points out, the wealth increased so greatly. There was so much food. There was a surplus of food. And if there's a surplus of food, then it's no big deal to give some of it away. It's a surplus. Plus, you know you're going to be old someday too, right? And so therefore, you do a good deed. You give some to the people that are in need. And then you hope that, you know, later on down the line, others will do the same for you. It makes sense. Before these free markets were established, the colonists had nothing for which to be thankful. They were in the same situation as Ethiopians are today and for the same reasons. But after free markets were established, the resulting abundance was so dramatic that the annual Thanksgiving celebrations became common throughout the colonies. And in 1863, Thanksgiving became a national holiday. Thus, the real reason for Thanksgiving, deleted for the, uh, from the official story, is... Socialism does not work. The one and only source of abundance is free markets, and we thank God that we live in a country where we can have them. Well, I don't thank God, but uh, this guy does. And we don't really have free markets, but we have something significantly closer than uh, socialism. We have a, uh, we, our market is freer than some other markets around the world. And it's a shame that this Most. lesson, it's a shame that this lesson wasn't explicitly passed down throughout the ages. It's well, a shame it, that they didn't really comprehend what it, uh, the, the difference that they had made and continued every single Thanksgiving thereafter, celebrating Thanksgiving for the real reasons and celebrating the bounty of the free market as opposed to the famine of fascism and so, or socialism, rather. You know, it's it's just not nice enough, Ian. It doesn't it doesn't butter people's toast just exactly the way they'd like it to. Not be. warm and fuzzy enough. It's not because you know that people should work. Hard for everybody's good, and people do work hard for everybody's good under a free market system. Right, but it's, it's just not, me first. It's not directly enough for the um, you know the warm and fuzzy types, the people that just love this, the uh, the bedwetting liberals. Let's go to the phones, Matt in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Matt. Yeah. Hey, what's on your mind? Hi. Yeah, I'm from Israel, by the way. I'm not from Indiana. Wow. Okay. Well, hello. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I just, you know, it's talking about Thanksgiving and everything. I just want to thank that for the fact that I'm not in the United States right now because <laughs> it doesn't seem too good over there. You have the Military Commissions Act, mm-hmm. and you, I, I'm, I'm hearing something that you're going to reinstitute the draft. Well, There's you guys already about, have it, right? What? You already have it. We, yeah, we, we already have it. And let me tell you something. It, it's not good. No, I mean, it's definitely yeah. not. We're not reinstituting the draft. Charles Rangel, one of the politicians, has been pushing it for years, and it's just that he's now getting more attention than he ever has before because the Democrats are in charge. Will they reinstitute it? I I don't know. It would be suicide, I think, for the Democrats to do something like that. But who knows? Crazier things have happened. 
I heard they have a funny reason for why they want to do it. They want to do it because then legislators won't be so will be more hesitated. Yeah, it's send crap. Someone to war. Yeah, it's just a load it is of absolute it's, crap. It I mean, absolutely is. Hits. Matt, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Hour number two is on the way. You take control of the airwaves. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The packet8.net toll free line, one 800 259-9231. It is the live Thanksgiving Day edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And we're asking, of course, well, what are you thankful for? If you want to share that with us, we'd love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. We had some people call in last hour to share with us what they were thankful for. And uh, even some uh, international calls as well uh, from Canada and Israel, as a matter of fact. In fact, uh, I mentioned last hour that we're trying something new out tonight on Free Talk Live. It's for our amplifiers, and we have explained what they are in the past, and we'll explain a little bit later on. But essentially, it's a group of people, 300 or so of our listeners, that are contributing on a monthly basis to the show. And so in return, they get some, you know, they get a few perks. And so I've come up with another perk, and that is that we'll allow the amplifiers to participate in some Free Talk Live questions, I guess. So for instance, I, I sent out an email to the amplifiers today. It was really short notice because I just thought it up at 1 o'clock Eastern time this afternoon. And uh, typed up an email, essentially sent it out saying, okay, you guys call this number and tell us, uh, tell the voicemail, essentially, what you're thankful for today. And we'll feature your calls or your voicemails on the show. So, again, it was really short notice, therefore we didn't get a bunch of responses, but we did get some. So, I'm going to share those with you right now. Um, what are you thankful for? 800-259-9231. That's the toll-free number to get in touch with us. The number they called was different. Here it is. Here's one from... Hello, it's Alexander from Florida. Uh, I wanted to say that this Thanksgiving holiday, I'm thankful to think about two specific things. One being the Second Amendment and the other being free markets, because I think those are what keep our liberties alive. And if it weren't for those, we'd be in a big mess right now. The Second Amendment and free, free markets. markets. Now, there's certainly two things to be thankful for. However, it seems that, I mean, just to break it down to the issues, uh, the Second Amendment not really in, in place anymore so much. Well, uh, it's, you you it's, have to ask permission to carry guns in America now. It, right. I mean, you know, obviously the Second Amendment says that uh, you know, your right to bear arms shall not be uh, infringed, but, uh, you know, pretty much you, they're never going to get rid of hunting um, guns in the United States, and hunting guns can be used right. to defend oneself. So, you know, it it's it's definitely been infringed but um it not only has it been infringed but it's been infringed to the to the point to where the second amendment so-called defenders the most prominent of their groups uh, uh the nra they are the ones that are out there rallying for enforcement of gun laws the nra politically supports the enforcement of the 20,000 federal gun laws that are on the books they don't believe in gun freedom they believe in gun restrictions and it's pretty sad that you know this is the biggest gun lobby in the entire country, but yet they don't they don't comprehend the full meaning of the Second Amendment. I mean, shall not be infringed, but yet they support infringement. 
It's pretty sad. I, I like the Second Amendment. I'm glad it's there. And the fact that it is there is probably help. It's probably preventing the government from growing faster than it might without it. So there's no doubt that it is certainly useful. And in regards to free markets, I would love to give thanks to having a free market, but we don't have one. I guess he's giving thanks to the concept of having a free market. You know, once again, it's it's one of those situations where you can have a uh, freer market or a less free market, and we have a freer than most market. Um, we tax our citizens pretty heavily. And Some markets are freer than others. The, the market itself, not so free. Some industries are freer than others, like mm -hmm. the computer industry. They're pretty free. There's not a lot of re uh, regulations uh, in comparison to, say, the automotive industry or the energy industry. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on which market you're talking about. Let's go to another call from one of our amplifiers as to what he is thankful for. This is David in Sacramento, and I'm thankful for the fact that Free Talk Live hasn't been taken off the air yet. <laughs> and Stefan Molyneux doesn't know when to stop talking and continues to put out uh, a bunch of other pro-freedom stuff as well. Thanks. I, th I, th I think that was a compliment to Stefan Molyneux. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was intended... <laughs> I'm sure as a compliment. Stefan Molyneux does a great podcast. I have listened to some of it, and uh, it's it's very, very intellectual, very yeah, informative. It, it is. Very um, well thought out. Absolutely. He's a, he's a great uh, thinker. I mean, you know, it's not as produced as Free right. Talk Live. It's not a radio show. I think it's him uh, on the way to work something <laughs> or something, like that, uh, yeah. you know, talking into an MP3 player, which must be pretty interesting to pull up next to him at a stoplight. But, you know, he's a he's a great thinker. I don't necessarily agree with his uh, take on everything, but you know, I don't necessarily what? either. But nonetheless, he's out there thinking and putting mm -hmm. the ideas out there and getting other people thinking as well, which is which is something that a lot of people like about Free Talk Live. I mean, I've read the comments on the uh, the, the podcast alley comments list. A lot of people listen to the show even though they don't agree with everything we say, and that's that's great. You know, a lot of people listen to other radio shows that they don't necessarily agree with. They listen because it gives them something to think about. Because we're not out there parroting the Democrat or Republican Party lines. And I think that's refreshing to a lot of people. And maybe that's why David thinks that there's a chance we'll get uh, taken off the air or something. No, I hope not. Not bloody likely. And there's reasons why. And I, I guess one of the reasons I guess one of the reasons we should be thankful here tonight, Mark, is that we are continuing to be on the air on uh, on our network, uh, GCN. And thank, thanks to them for having us on for now over two years at this point, two years of syndication, which is great. And the reason why we made it past year number one was because, well, I've been making calls to radio stations every day. Yeah. And essentially asking to be put on the air. So our radio station affiliate count has been going up and up. And as long as it keeps going up, then we're not going anywhere. No, I wouldn't think so. Well, in, unless, uh, you know, some kind of uh, dark sniper takes, takes us out. Well, uh, yeah, there is that. But that not, won't necessarily take out Free Talk Live because then we could have Wayne or Gardner or somebody else or Johnson or yeah, People just rush right in to get sniped, in too. Yeah, who, you know, everybody wants to be on the radio. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to get sniped at. So there's plenty of reasons to be thankful, and uh, I guess we should probably share our reasons for being thankful, Mark. And I think that I'll start. Um, I obviously am very thankful for, uh, as I mentioned, being having our radio show syndicated. It's now been four years we've been on the air. Two years of them syndicated, and it's just great. We continue to add more new radio stations, which I'm also thankful yeah. uh, for all of our great affiliates, those stations that are, have been so courageous as to pick up what is essentially, to them, an untested, untried radio show. We didn't roll into the syndication game with you know, big Arbitron books full of uh, high ratings numbers or anything like that. We did get a, little, a few ratings while we were uh, as a local FM talk station. Mm -hmm. As but, we would as an FM and... 
but but they flipped the format so quickly we never actually got a chance to trend anything we never got a chance to mm-hmm. really take a look at how we could uh, generate ratings and so thank goodness to those program directors that heard some original content and decided this is something different We're, i'm going to put this on my station all 18 of them and uh, that also doesn't include the the 19th station which is not really a a radio affiliate WJOL in uh, sh- uh, just outside of Chicago putting us on their internet stream mm-hmm. so if you listen to their internet stream during the day when Sports is supposed to be on, or O'Reilly, these big names. Who's on the stream? Well, Free Talk, Free Talk Live. Live is. Because, and why? Because they don't. Um, they're not. They don't license the station to carry them on the the internets. They want to be able to sell their um, stream themselves and make that five dollars a month right. or whatever. Um, so the station would have had a blank stream were it not for us, and we're expecting to see more stations. Uh, come on board and do that sort of thing as well in the near future. Plus, big thanks to all of our Internet affiliates uh, we're like certainly Red Dragon. An, we're c- certainly an Internet uh, player. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, in, on the Internet, we're we're a big fish in that tiny little uh, audio pond. And we have a number of Internet affiliates. Some mm-hmm. of them run us live. They sort of rebroadcast the live stream. Some of them take the podcast and, and sort of stream the podcast on their streams. Red Dragon 365, our U.K. Internet affiliate. Thank you to everybody there. Um, give thanks for all those people. And, of course, our listeners. I mean, it, we wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for our listeners. Really. You guys are what do it. You know, obviously, um, the listeners are what do it. You're why we're here on a, on a Thanksgiving Day evening producing live content. And you've been the number one reason, of course, from the very beginning. And uh, specifically our amplifiers as well. Thank you to them for having uh, for ponying up three bucks a month, sending it our way, just because they appreciate the show. And helping us get on more radio stations. That's one of the reasons why we're on 18 stations now instead of eight Eight, please. We would have never been on eight without the amplifiers. It's because we've gotten on that many. It's because of the Free Talk Live amplifiers, and of course, uh, big thanks, uh, or I guess, uh, giving thanks to the Free State Project, the awesome group of activists that we're up here with in New Hampshire. I'm thankful to be in New Hampshire instead of in Florida right now. I think it's great that we're up here. I'm I'm really enjoying living here. It's just a beautiful place to live. The weather isn't as bad as you might think it's going to be. And it's surprisingly not bad. I, it, it seems to be a little uh, dreary compared to Florida. There's not as much sun, but hey, you know, you'll get used to it, I guess. Exactly. And there's more. Uh, Mark's got some things mm-hmm. he's thankful for as well. 800-259-9231 if you want to share with us what you're thankful for this Thanksgiving Day. 1-800-259-9231. That is the Packet 8 Toll Free Line. And you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. we still got some other, I guess, non-Thanksgiving-related stuff, because this can only go on for so long. Black Friday is tomorrow. Find something about that and more on the way. You take control. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. The live Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line. And, and as always, you can bring up anything, though I do want to know what you're thankful for. What are you thankful for on this Thanksgiving Day? I, as I was mentioning, just to recap, thankful for, of course, uh, our listeners, our amplifiers, our excellent uh, radio station affiliates, our internet affiliates as well. Uh, thankful for everybody involved in helping Free Talk Live be the show that it is today. Because if it weren't for all of those different elements... Oh, I almost forgot our advertisers. Can't forget about them. Thank you uh, to everybody, not only who's a current advertiser, but also past advertisers as well. Uh, Of course, looking forward to having them back on board with uh, with Free Talk Live. But all of these pieces uh, fit together to make Free Talk Live something that uh, is is available 18 hours a week. I mean, it's, it's an honor to have people listen to this show. 
for as many of those 18 hours as they possibly can. Some people listen to all 18. And, 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 and I'm thankful. Pe- and to people to pay to be on the show for those uh, periods of time. People, the advertisers. The advertisers, sure. Right. So thank, uh, thank you to everybody out there. I mean, if, if, if all you have time for is to spend a couple hours with Free Talk Live, maybe as you're out driving in, you know, in the evenings and you're, you're still listening to us then, that I appreciate. I'm not going to demand that you be here for all 18 hours, but we're here for all 18 hours, and uh, it's an honor to present this show to you six nights a week. And thank you to all of you who, uh, who are out there listening and supporting Free Talk Live. Also, of course, big thanks, uh, or I guess uh, I'm thankful to have my excellent girlfriend, Julia, Great to be here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. She is great. Yep. Um, she brings us uh, hot chocolate here every night. That's that's something to be thankful for as mm-hmm. well. And uh, nice. And of course the activists here in the Free State Project, just an awesome group of people. That is just it's great spending time with them and getting out and doing things uh, which I was never able to do in Florida. There was no freedom movement in Florida. There was the Libertarian Party that got together every now and then and talked. But there's a lot more than talk going on here. I mean, in fact, you were at a uh, Free State Project sort of gathering tonight, Mark. Mm-hmm. You uh, you were hanging out with some some other activists in the area, and there was naturally political talk going on and planning and planning plotting and all that good stuff, right? Um, you know, and and I I'd, I'd have to say I'm thankful for the same things. I'm thankful for the people here um, in in the Free State Project um, that have. You know, they try so hard. They they make an effort, and it makes um, the effort that I put on Free Talk Live feel valid. You know, um, it's it, it's 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 gratifying to know that uh, the amount of time that I put into the show and the amount of energy and the fact that I put my um, life livelihood on the line, mm-hmm. other people feel the same way. Yeah. Um, rather than you know that's that that's not how people are in the LP anywhere. Um, you know they don't put it on the line, but uh, people that have moved in the Free State Project they risking it all. Yeah, it's important to them. Um, so I'm thankful for the Free State Project. I'm thankful, you know, certainly for our um, listeners, just for the opportunity to be on Free Talk Live. Um, I love doing this job. It is awesome. And, um, you know, I just... Jobs you get paid at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've, I've probably been the best compensated out of all of uh, the uh, free talkers. Maybe. Um, pretty close. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know... It, 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 it's really it's great to be uh, on this show, and it's and the only way that would happen is, right. is through listeners and it's almost hard to put it into words sometimes. I mean, when you think about it, it's so overwhelming. So mm-hmm. many people involved in in making Free Talk Live what it is well, beyond just us talking into microphones. It's more could, than that. We know? could take all the credit because between you and I, um, and certainly more so um, you, th- that's how the show got created. But if people didn't listen and people didn't advertise and people didn't participate and respect your work and my work, then it would be for nothing, you know. Also, we can't forget to thank uh, all of the people who've been involved on the inside of Free Talk Live over the years as well. Our current uh, co-hosts, our past co-hosts, our mm. former co-hosts, everybody that has spent essentially their free time working for pennies or, or nothing at all well, when you just think, to bring this show to, you, to people. When you talk listeners. about those people, there's another layer beneath um, the, the, the show hosts that have sort of done it for free is the um, people that contribute – Articles and they send me and send you articles sure. on for show prep. You know, it's that's a dedication of time. Yep. And I'll tell you, it makes it makes my job easier. It means that I can do more things for the show besides looking for articles because people have done my my job for me in that respect. I don't have to you know spend two hours calling through the internet. I spend a half an hour or whatever. It's a great point. And uh, 
you know, it, it's really great for that. I'm I'm uh, thankful for uh, the wealth that I've got um, that allows me to do this show. Things, um, you know, the just life's good for me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm thankful for my wife who's come up here to be with me, and um, thankful for my friends and my family. So there you go. Yeah. All right. You're a th- really cool car. What are you giving thanks for? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the pack a day toll free line. I think we're about uh, cashed out on uh, Thanksgiving Day related stuff here. I don't know if you had anything specifically related to Thanksgiving Day, but otherwise we should talk about what's going on tomorrow. Because it's a big week. I mean, Thanksgiving, big day, a lot of people getting together, having fun with friends and family, eating turkeys and stuff like that. Uh, but tomorrow, tomorrow's where the marketplace uh, gets involved. Today, the market is shut down. Today, there's nothing going on. Today, uh, maybe there's a few grocery stores open until, I think the one around here was open until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody went home after that. There's a few convenience stores open, but for the most part, commerce is dead on Thanksgiving Day. And tomorrow, it explodes. Tomorrow's yeah. Black Friday. Right. Everything closes down until, ooh, 6, 7. No, it's 5 a.m. No, it's more like 5 a.m. in some cases. The crack of dawn. Yeah. Um, there are going to be stores opening up all over the place in the early morning hours. People are going to be lined up. And it's going to be the first time that we've actually had a Black Friday up north, Mark, because we've been in Florida up until this year. And when you're in Florida and there's a Black Friday sale going on at 5 a.m., it's not as big of a deal to get up. I mean, it's cold for Florida and everything, but it's not as big of a deal to get up and stand outside of a store at uh, you know 3 a.m. waiting in a line or 4 a.m. waiting right. to get in. Being afraid that you could slip on a patch of ice or having snow fall down around your head while you're waiting to but get I, in. I can tell you that there are going to be people all across America standing in lines. Many of them maybe already. I don't know. I ha- You know what? I haven't gotten my hands on a newspaper so I don't know what all of the deals are like uh, tomorrow. Not that I'm going out and buying any. I don't. I don't really need any stuff. You and just like to think that there's bargains out there. I, I have done it though. I have stood in the lines and I have uh, experienced Black Friday from both sides of the retail counter. I at one time was uh, for three and a half years of my life I worked for a big Kmart, and Black Friday was always just an, an insane day. In fact, the most insane of days was actually when we were open on Thanksgiving. There was one year where Kmart opened on Thanksgiving Day, had a Thanksgiving Day sale, Thanksgiving Day only. I had never seen anything like it. <laughs> to, the, to this day, no Black Friday could come close to this Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving Day sale. Well, it was the, a madhouse, huh? It was, because there was no other store that was open. Seriously, if you're a retailer and you want to make some money... Open on Thanksgiving. Find some employees. Pay them time and a half. Pay them double. Whatever you have to do to get them in there because you will not stop until you close the door. You will have to force people out of the store at the end of the day. It was crazy. So Black Friday is crazy like that. I mean, I've been on the uh, the retail side. I've dealt with a customer, customers after customer. And in general, most people are in a good mood. You know, most people are happy to be out and about despite the crowds, despite the packed aisles, despite the lines at the registers. They're in a good mood. They're in that sort of holiday spirit. And, of course, we're going to tell you a little bit more about Black Friday, what it's all about, what it means, what's expected to happen this year uh, on this particular Black Friday. If you found, I don't know, maybe if you found a, a hell of a deal you want to tell somebody about, you can chime in at 800-259-9231. 
though it's going to be crazy tomorrow. I want to hear from you. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything that's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Thanksgiving Day edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free lines. It's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are for free. We give them away, and that does include the bulletin board system. There's over 140,000 posts you get interactive with Free Talk Live hosts and listeners, over 1,200 people interacting there, bbs.freetalklive.com. Again, bbs.freetalklive.com. And register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Come and hear a speech by John Stossel entitled Enemies of Liberty. The three-day event is starting on February 23rd. Early bird discount ends in mere hours. Today is the last day. Thanksgiving is it for you to get the early bird discount. You can still register after this if you just want to save a few bucks. Today's the day to do it at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That is freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Talking about Black Friday, tomorrow is, of course, Black Friday. It is the busiest, one of the busiest shopping days of the year. It's actually not the busiest, I don't think, but it is uh, one of the most profitable days for retail. We'll get into more what about Black Friday is about, but you can expect to see lines all over the place. If you're out and about at 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning, just drive by. Now, drive by, if, unless you're standing in one of the lines. <laughs> That's the only reason you'd be out. Come on. Drive by the Walmart. Drive by the Circuit City, the Best Buy, these big box uh, stores, because they've got some crazy deals, and there's going to be some crazy people out there uh, bearing the cold in order to get their hands on them. Uh, there might be fights. There's usually a fight or two, and I love to report on that as well, because it's just people just go insane uh, for shopping on Black Friday. Let's go to the phones, to uh, Bill in Virginia on the Amplifier Line. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Hey, Bill. Happy Thanksgiving to you. What's on your mind? Uh, I was just laughing when you were mentioning the people in line, you know, possibly at 4 or 5 in the morning. Yeah. Sorry to say they're out there already. No way. Uh, You know, we were driving home at about 8 o'clock, and we looked out the window, and there there had to be at least 20 people lined up in front of a Best Buy. Really? And even here in Virginia, you know, it's, it's not that warm out there. No, it's not. Now, were there so, people? Were there people? You know, uh, I don't know how they're going to keep warm or what they're going to be eating and drinking, but they're going to be that, out there for quite a while. That's just so, it's so crazy, isn't it? I mean, what? I, I understand yeah. the deals are good, but are they that good? I know. I, I, I was really tempted to kind of turn around on the highway, drive up through the parking lot, and you know, just sort of scream out the window, "Hey, losers, get a life!" Now, wait a minute. That's not very nice. I've stood in these lines before, just not. The overnight. I, I I arrived at you know six a.m. to get some free stuff at a Circuit City one year, and really I did it more to just experience it than anything else because I'd never been in in it from the uh, the purchaser side. I'd done retail, but I'd never actually stood in the lines. I'd never uh, been part of the people that were rushing into the store in search well, of the that's deals. Because you're intelligent. They might they might be insomniacs, <laughs> Bill. I <laughs> uh, maybe, but it still 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 seems kind of ridiculous to me. Uh, well, you know, well, I, I mean, probably you know, like to, to caution people, anybody who's thinking about doing that is, you know, be careful, because like you said before, there's a lot of crazy people out there. There there might be fights. There might be people who storm the door, you know, at 5 a.m. when the store is open or, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who go out there, you know, looking to rob people. So if you're standing in line, just 
you know, keep your wits about you. Keep That's your a good open. point because there yeah. were some examples of people being robbed waiting for PlayStation 3s. It was pretty disturbing stories, yeah, actually. Yeah, that was in Connecticut, right? There was a couple of actual robberies, but, yeah, one happened in Connecticut. Now, Bill, um, if they were giving away gold bars uh, at, these, <laughs> at these stores, would you consider waiting in line? Oh, absolutely. The gold so, so you're just as crazy as they are. It's just a really a matter of degrees. Right. Well, it's all about the item then. Yeah, for really him, a gold is. bar's okay, but for some people, it's a it's a dis- discount on a television set. All right. Hey, you Bill. Know, before, before. I'm I'm not complaining about the principle. I guess I'm just complaining about the degree. Now, <laughs> before you go to uh, Bill, what are you thankful for? While well, we've got you on the line here tonight. Uh, I am thankful for you guys running this show every single night just about for many years and gathering people into the Free State Project. And I am grateful for people like Russell and Kat Canning and Lauren Canario and Kevin Roll and John Connell and Veronique Swearingen and everybody else who's actually going up there and Joel Winters who got elected to the State House. Mm-hmm. And they are paving the way so that when I get up there next summer, you know, I got something to move into. That's excellent. And they're all going to be there, and you know we're all going to work together. The movement has gotten started. You're talking about, of course, the Free State Project. The movement already getting started. The the networks, uh, the groundwork is being laid. All you're pretty much going to be doing when you come up here is plugging in. I mean, getting involved in the organizations that have already been created, already being uh, been started. I mean, there may be a few more that are going to spring up, but really, as time goes on, it's going to get even easier for people to come up here and just get active. You won't have to. Yes, you won't have to create the websites. You won't have to create the organizations. You won't have to do the research. You just find something you agree with. Find a group that you like that what they're doing, and uh, and hop on board or start your own thing. Bill, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the packet eight toll free line. What are you thankful for? That's a question still open for the remainder of the show here. Of course, it is free talk live, so you can bring up anything. Also, what are you what are you going to stand in line for at five in the morning? Are you going to stand in line? And if so, what is the deal that you are standing in line for? I'm well, looking at the Best Buy ad right now. There's plenty of people that are they're doing the all-night thing. I mean, I, it seems like a really bad idea to do that above the Mason-Dixon line. But uh, Why, Just because it's cold? Yeah. Well, you'd think they, they must have experience. I it's mean, cold gonna, out there. You could, a man could die in weather like this. If, it, if you're going to be out there uh, on an overnight where it's below freezing, which is what it's going to be around here, it's going to be below freezing... I don't know. I, what what do you do in that case? You really got to bulk up. Yeah, you I guess they probably some, do, and they probably have little propane heaters. You know what? You could actually probably make a mint if you went around to these lines selling coffee. If you just kind of had a little truck or something like that, and you could you know pull up and say, hey, got some hot coffee here, hot, or hot cocoa. Coffee and co- cocoa. You and could charge two bucks a, uh, a cup if you wanted to. You know, if Five bucks. If you're going to do the ro- roach coach thing and uh, do the coffee and uh, uh Coco, you also need to stop by the uh, drug stores and get the little uh, hand heating um, chemical Ooh, deals yeah, and the, and the yeah. soft heaters. You know, ten the, bucks. Yeah, yeah, seven you, bucks. They're they're going to be expensive. But you got to make a profit. I mean, you yeah. got to buy the buy the products. You should have thought it out in advance. I mean, really. Sure. But convenience items sell so well. That's why yeah. bottled water's five bucks at the medieval fair. You know. Yep. I mean, if I if I'd. Uh, Packed one in my pocket, everything would have been fine. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you're, you've been standing there since 10 o'clock at night. I mean, Bill is call, Bill just called from Virginia, Eastern Time Zone, 840. I mean, it's not even midnight yet, and people are in line waiting for Best Buy to open tomorrow. By, by midnight, they're going to be really cold if they didn't bring, you know, uh, I don't know, how long would a thermos full of coffee last you? If it you brought a, how big the thermos is. Right, if you brought a big thermos full of coffee, it's going to get colder and colder. 
over overnight. You can only keep it so warm, right? So midnight, you show up with your little coffee cart, and anybody's free to borrow this idea. I'm not. I'm not going to actually go through with it, but you could probably make a mint. Seriously. Well, you'd ha- you'd ha- you would have to be someplace where people are waiting outside, and I don't know as so though they're doing that in Keene, New Hampshire. Who knows, man? If the deals are good enough, they will they will line up. And obviously, if people think the Best Buy deals are good enough. I'm looking at uh, at their site right now. I mean, they're selling a computer for under 200 bucks. Wow, one gigabyte MP3 players for uh, 34 bucks, 35 bucks. Wow, uh, widescreen laptop for under 400. I mean, wow. these things are going to sell out. In hours, and that's why they only hours. have these sales. Minutes. That's, this is like a they say it's a seven-hour special, but the way they work these things is there's no rain checks, my friend. No. You are either there and you get the deal or not. And also, people are I guess the the deals are pretty crazy on uh, on movies and DVD uh, DVDs and uh, and CDs and that sort of thing. But you know, if you don't have a laptop and you've been wanting a laptop and you see these deals, I mean, Circuit City, Best Buy, even Walmart sells laptops now. And you see a sub four hundred dollar laptop, you're going to be standing in that line. But if if you're wanting to save a couple hundred bucks, yeah, you will. And then the video game systems coming down in price, uh, you know, one hundred and twenty nine bucks. They're giving away video games with the systems to get people through the doors. It's going to be crazy. So what are you looking for tomorrow morning? Are you going to be taking part in Black Friday? Want to hear from you now? Black Friday itself. According to the Globe and Mail, it's fast becoming a part of the Thanksgiving ritual for many Americans. You battle nightmarish holiday traffic to get home, gorge on turkey and pumpkin pie with relatives, and then you head straight to the crush at the mall. The day after today's U.S. Thanksgiving holiday is known as Black Friday, so-called because it marks the official start of the holiday buying binge when retailers hope to go from red ink to profits on the year. Now, it isn't the busiest shopping day of the season. I'll tell you what that is coming up, give you a little bit more information about Black Friday, and want to hear about your plans. Also, what are you thankful for? 800-259-9231. It's the live Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's right. It's the Thursday Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The Packet 8 toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website, of course, at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all of the features there. They're all completely free. And one of the ways you can help support the show is by voting for Free Talk Live. If you've yet to do it in this month of uh, November, head over to vote.freetalklive.com. You'll find that we're currently ranked at number four. That's number four out of 25,000. So that's not too shabby. But we could be number one, and I believe we're less than 100 votes away from being number one if you would just go and vote and help us out. It's a great thing. Uh, it's a great way to help the show because it costs you less than a minute of time. You just go over to vote.freetalklive.com. You just use your email address, and it takes I mean, it's moments, and you'll be done. And it helps bring new people to the show because when people discover podcasting, they find Podcast Alley, they see Free Talk Live there in the top ten. Of course, if we're number one, then they're even more likely to click on us and learn about the message of freedom and liberty, which we haven't really been focusing on too much here tonight, though we touched on it a little hardcore, a little more um, more so in the first hour of the show. Now we're talking about Black Friday, which uh, is all about the marketplace and all about how crazy people are going to go tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to hearing some of the Black Friday stories, especially from you. If you're going to be out there, if you're going to be in the midst of Black Friday, what are you going out tomorrow morning to get? What are you going out to look for? What are you going to stand in line at 5 a.m.? to get your hands on. You can tell us now or you can tell us tomorrow after the fact. Tell us what your experience was like. Or if you're on the retail side, maybe you work at a Best Buy or Circuit City or uh, you know Walmart. 
and you can tell us some of the stories, some of the things that you've seen uh, that you see your crazy customers do tomorrow, because there will be some craziness going on. I can guarantee it. Oh my God! There's I've been looking at circulars uh, on the internet here, and it's amazing. Some of the oh my God! Some things are so cheap. Yeah, in fact, you, when you're looking through these circulars, dig into them. Don't just look at the front page because I was I was looking uh, through them during the break here, and there's like a 22 inch flat uh, widescreen computer monitor for 200 bucks at there's, Best Buy. There's a 42 inch plasma HD TV at Walmart for a grand. Yeah, 988 bucks. If you got a few bucks to spend, and a oh. lot of people are willing to spend them tomorrow, I mean, there's going to be some deals to be had. But unless you're in that line waiting, they're going to sell out, and there aren't going to be any rain checks. Now, in some of these things, there may be rain checks. You want to check the details. You want to read the fine print because you don't want to go to the store tomorrow and expect that you're going to be able to get a rain check on this item and then get angry at the store manager because he says, hey, sorry, buddy. We're says right out. here in the ad, no rain checks, and you wasted all your time. So do your research. Do your due diligence. Uh, but let's continue talking about Black Friday here, 800-259-9231, according to the Globe and Mail, talking about how it's not the busiest shopping day of the season. That honor typically belongs to the last Saturday before Christmas. And it isn't even a particularly good bellwether for overall Christmas sales. In fact, last year, retailers reported weaker sales in 2004, uh, then in 2004 on Thanksgiving weekend, and a very good December. But for retailers, it is the first day of the most important four weeks of the year. With loads of hype and special deals to drive sales of popular items, such as plasma TVs, iPods, and PlayStations, it's also a chance for retailers to gain momentum establishing themselves as the leader in particular product categories. Between tomorrow and Sunday, 137 million Americans will go shopping, up from 130 million last year, according to the U.S. National Retail Federation. And this year, shoppers are getting a chance to join the frenzy earlier than ever. Maybe even as mom and dad are still clearing the dishes. More stores and shopping centers than ever are opening at midnight tonight, or before dawn tomorrow. Well ahead of the 8 a.m. Friday opening that has become the norm for many of the big box retailers such as Walmart or Best Buy. For some retailers, Black Friday's become Black Thursday. CompUSA and BJ's Wholesale Club plan to open on Thanksgiving. KB Toys is opening 50 stores at midnight. It gets more and more competitive every year, Mark. Sure. Because when Black Friday started, when the, when this started out, people were opening their usual times, 10 a.m., 9 a.m., and then as one uh, store decided to offer crazier deals at an earlier time, another store stepped up with even more loss leaders, which means uh, products they're losing money on to get right. you through the door. And they said, well, we're going to open an hour earlier. And then last year, most places were opening at 5 or 6 a.m. Now we're talking about midnights opening up throughout the overnight? I mean, well, wow. You said, you said that uh, Kmart was open on uh, Thanksgiving, so Thursday they sort of... You know, opened up a day early. Yeah, and it was and worth it, was it to them. A madhouse. Uh, some stores, such as Best Buy, even do mock role-playing sessions to prepare new employees for tomorrow's onslaught. You you can't you can't role-play this. <laughs> no. If you've worked in retail, you understand what I'm saying. If you've even shopped on this day, you could understand how you could not possibly prepare for this. Uh, until you've actually been in it, you've just got to. You pretty much just have to get thrown to the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> when it when it comes to uh, Black Friday, uh, lessons in crowd control and customer service. The big that's probably not a bad idea. How to handle a large amount of customers surrounding you asking for your help. The big question of the year is how's the uh, how the slowing U.S. economy, including a deepening slump in the housing market, will affect how Americans spend this year. So far, analysts and most retailers are expecting good things. Consumer confidence appears to be holding up relatively well in spite of tumbling housing prices. 
in many parts of the country. Near record debt levels and still high gasoline prices, the latest barometer of confidence came yesterday with the University of Michigan's Index of Consumer Sentiment, which came in at 92.1 in November. That was down slightly from 93.6 in October, but still well above the monthly average of 88.1. Sentiment is holding up, and spending likely will as well in the key holiday season. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. It's going to be a pretty good Christmas for retailers. Sentiment has been largely driven by the pullback in gasoline prices, so they're feeling better. Consumers are feeling better because they're saving a, a few cents at the pump, and they're going to translate that into spending uh, probably hundreds yeah, more. hundreds and thousands of dollars more on Christmas. <laughs> so, hey, um, if you're going to be out there tomorrow, I want to hear from you, 800-259-9231. Just looking through the ads, I mean, uh, even I'm pretty excited. I've pretty much got a lot of the things I need. I don't really need to go out and buy an HDTV, though I don't have one. Could use, an, could use one. Uh, some of these deals are great. Now, I know that next year they're going to be even better. Because the HDTV prices have been dropping like rocks. You know, what I like about them is uh, you can get those big old HD um, TV screens, and then you can use them as your computer screen. You can in in your, some cases, yeah, you can. You can hook them up to your computer, and then you've got this huge, huge <laughs> screen. So looking at the deals here, um, there are some crazy deals. I mean, there's an HDTV going for 700 bucks at, uh, at Best Buy. And it, it's going to be nuts. So if you're going to be out there, you're going to be sh- share your uh, travels with us at 800-259-9231. Wow. I, I'm just overwhelmed. Just looking at some of these prices, uh, I can imagine how crazy it is going to be tomorrow morning. It is going to be nuts. It's going to be a madhouse. And, uh, oh, man, I hope no one gets hurt. People are going to get hurt. That's all there is to it. Well, people are are going to get hurt. But as Bill suggested, be safe. You know, be careful when you're out there in the morning. For the most part, the people that are participating are relatively sane. Um, they're, they're, they, you may think they're insane for getting up so early, but they're relatively uh, calm, a nice group of people. At least the group that I was out with uh, when I did it a couple years ago. I was out at 6 a.m. standing out in front of a circuit city. And uh, most of the people in line were happy to be there. They were looking forward to the sales. There wasn't any pushing or shoving or anything like that. Um, everyone was pretty well-behaved. Overall, I would say probably 99% of the people out tomorrow are going to be well-behaved. The only problems you're going to encounter are when you, first of all, when, when you're at a place like a Walmart or a Kmart, they're going to bring a pallet full of TVs right out to the front. Because Walmart's got like a $70, 20-inch television set. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a whole pallet full of those TVs, and once they're gone, it's going to be over. And so the only problem really comes in when there's one left. That's when things get a little iffy. Yeah. Because if, if there's... Things if, get a little dodgy there when uh, two people want one TV. Right. If there's a mom there that really wants to get that TV for her son compared to some guy that really wants to get the TV for himself, you might have a bit of a scuffle going on. But usually there's uh, there's some employees nearby to keep things sane and to keep everybody in line. And uh, so good luck to everyone tomorrow morning. Now then, if you aren't going out, and actually I suggest you stay home. Why is that? Well, here's why. Because we've got a deal for you. Oh, no. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Now, why bother wasting the time going out and uh, shopping amongst 137 million other Americans? All going to be out shopping tomorrow. The streets are going to be packed. The parking lots are going to be packed. The stores are going to be packed. The lines are going to be... They're going to have a lot of reg- cashiers, but the lines are still going to be pretty bad. It's going to be It's going to be hell. Now, it can be fun, but if you've got better things to do, here's what you need to do. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and then at the top of the page, you'll see gift certificates. Order as many gift certificates as you need to. Take your entire list of people that you're shopping for this holiday season and get it all done 
Do it now if you want to, anytime, 24 hours a day. You don't have to wait for a store to open. You go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Sure, you can order all the HDTVs and all the stuff that you want, but you don't really know exactly what your, your people that you're giving gifts to want. So give them a gift certificate from Amazon. And here's an extra reason. Because when you buy gift certificates or anything else through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, FreeTalkLive gets a percentage of the sale. So not only do you not have to leave the house, you don't have to brave the crowds or the parking lots and the hassles and the potential fights. You sit in your chair, click, 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 order the gift certificates. Your holiday shopping is done within minutes. Well, you know, you know your, your health is priceless, and this is a way to protect it. And protect your sanity as well. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Hour number three is on the way. You can still take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything coming up. George Bush defeats civil liberties. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. We're here in the studio doing a program for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can still take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, known as the Packet 8 toll-free lines, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy that, freetalklive.com. So we've covered Thanksgiving. We've asked you, what are you being, uh, what are you thankful for today? And you can still answer that question. Uh, also, talked about Black Friday, which, of course, is coming up within mere hours. Apparently, some stores opening as early as, well, mere hours from now at midnight uh, for their crazy sales and some of the people that are taking part in that. want to hear from you, whether you want to talk about Thanksgiving, what you're th- giving thanks for, your participation in Black Friday, or something completely different. Now, we're going to get into you know, a serious issue about uh, George Bush and the loss of freedoms. But since we were talking about Black Friday, let's talk a little bit about Walmart. You may recall, Mark, that not too long ago, maybe about eight months to a year ago, we reported on the Walmart bank idea. Yeah, it's been a little while, but um, Walmart, if Walmart weighs into the, the consumer banking industry, it should, be, it should bring around some changes. Well, personally, I was a big fan of the idea. Now, I'm not a, I like Walmart. I like what they do. I like the fact they bring low prices and all of that. I think there's some minor things that are wrong with the business. But in general, I think what they're talking about doing here is great because what they were suggesting was that a lot of banking services are beyond the grasp of many more uh, lower uh, lower income Americans, for instance. Uh, a lot of the services that many banks offer, you just can't get. You don't have the credit, et cetera, et cetera. So Walmart wanted to bring a lot of these services down to that level by opening a bank here in the United States. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for them. Now, the reason why is not the reason this particular article claims. From the New York Times, the uh, International Herald Tribune, Mexico City. Public opposition has all but killed a Walmart plan to open its own bank in the United States. That's not true. The public didn't even know about it. Ah. It's the bankers that killed Walmart's bank. It's the bankers that don't want Walmart to come in and undercut their rates. Yeah, but there's certainly um, a vocal group of uh, Americans um, that dislike Walmart. Sure, but, but they're not the public. No. They're a portion of the public. Now, if the public didn't like Walmart, Walmart wouldn't be the uh, behemoth that it is. That's true. And the public, in fact, I don't, the public does like Walmart. I'm pretty sure the public wasn't even really involved in this. I mean, the banking industry in, in America 
was scared to death. Sure, they'd have to have better service. Right, when they found out Walmart was getting into the game. However, Walmart did successfully, or is successfully, opening a bank in Mexico. But in Mexico, the retailer's push for a bank is sailing through. The finance ministry in Mexico has given final approval for the bank, said Walmart de uh, de Mexico on Wednesday. The bank would begin operating during the second half of 2007. Julio Gomez Martinez, the former chief executive of Bank One in Mexico, will lead the independent unit to be called Banco Walmart de Mexico Adelante. One possible reason for the different receptions in the United States and Mexico is that by most estimates, as many as 80% of Mexicans do not have bank accounts. No, that's not it, Ms. Malkin, she who wrote this article. It's the bankers that don't want the competition. But anyway, she goes on. Because Walmart plans to offer such accounts, local groups apparently had difficulty trying to stir up public outrage. Working-class Mexicans have been largely shut out of traditional banks by high fees, minimum balance requirements, and intimidating paperwork. And this is the same reason why lower-class Americans are also shut out of banks. Community banks barely even exist. In this venture, Walmart, the world's largest retailer, still might be the little guy, at least for now. Among Walmart's competitors is in the banking business are global banks like Citigroup and HSBC, which have made almost no effort to attract the vast bulk of working-class Mexicans. The authorities, beginning with the governor of the Mexican Central Bank, Guillermo Ortiz, have blessed the entry of retailers into banking as a way to reach people without accounts. It's a great idea. There are some super Walmarts that actually have banks in them. They are not Walmart banks. They're local banks that open a branch in the Walmart. And I think it's good because you've got that convenience. You know, you're there at the store to do your weekly shopping, and there's the bank. You go to the bank. I've got to tell you, I've got an, uh, one of those Internet banks right now, but if Walmart were to open up a bank in town, I'd probably go and open an account there. Well, I'd have to see what they were offering if it was uh, better than, you know, the I imagine it community would be. bank. I, I imagine it would be because be. they're competitive as hell. Uh, anyway, in its statement last week announcing that Walmart, along with four other banks, had received pl- uh, preliminary approval, the finance ministry said it expects the new banks to create more competition and serve markets in that country's five dormant that that the country's five dominant banks ignore. And thank goodness. I mean, good for congratulations to the finance ministry in Mexico for allowing poor Mexicans access to banking services. Good for them. In the United States, Walmart's application for an industrial bank is frozen. The company said that it wanted the bank to process credit card transactions, but community banks in the United States and even larger banks joined the usual Walmart, Walmart foes like unions, labor activists, small merchants, and community groups to oppose the bank. Moreover, the Federal Reserve chairperson, uh, or the, at the time, I guess, Alan Greenspan, worried publicly about regulators' lack of oversight over the retail parent company. Even legislators in, the, in, uh, in Congress spoke up. Walmart tried to head off opposition in the United States by promising not to put bank branches in its stores. For now, its application languishes under a six-month moratorium imposed in July by the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation on Industrial Banks. Now, you know, it just goes to show who is the federal government to tell Walmart that they can't open a bank. Uh, a, a large group of people with uh, guns. Right. The federal government has no business telling anyone or any company whether or not they can open a bank. I mean, what business is it of theirs? Well, apparently it's their business because the uh, existing bankers have lobbied them to keep Walmart out of the game. And not even in the consumer world. Industry. Walmart wanted to process its own credit card transactions, which would save them probably billions of dollars. Because and they would pass them on as they have um, in, you know, savings. in savings to customers, and the American people would benefit, and the bankers would 
um, you know, it would be to their de- detriment. See, you know, I don't know how. I don't know if most people and know that's how politics is. Yep. that's how it works. They reward their friends, they punish their enemies, and they do it at the expense of the American people every single time. And, nobody and it's not the Democrats, it. and it's not the Republicans. It's both of them. Th- neither one of them is going to save you. They're all a bunch of liars who are sticking their hands in your pocket for whatever reason they want. And they protect the existing industries as well. In this case, the existing banks who are scared to death that Walmart's going to take their business and open up their own bank. Walmart can handle it. They're big enough. They've got the they've got the the finances to start their own credit card pro- processing transactions. Look, if you don't know how credit cards work, I don't think most people think about it. Most people they swipe their card, oh, pay the bill at the end of the month, uh, and and that's it. They they don't realize that when you've got a hundred dollar bill, mm-hmm. uh, if your total sale is a hundred dollars, you swipe that credit card, you don't realize that anywhere from two to three percent. Even more of that hundred dollars, really? Oh, American Express. American Express, okay, Diners Club, yeah. that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, for the most part, let's just say three percent. Three percent of that sale, three dollars of that hundred dollars is going to the bank. Walmart doesn't get just that. Just for $3. processing the the credit card, right? Just for the transaction, for the ease of you carrying that card, um, and for the marketing of getting you to carry the card, the bank takes yep three percent. So Walmart's idea was, hmm. Well, if we start our own industrial bank... Now, they tried the consumer bank and were shot down on that. So they figured they'd try the industrial bank idea. We start our own industrial bank. We'll run our own credit card transactions. Then we can only... Then we'll do it for free because we're Walmart. And we can reduce our prices by 1.5% or 2% or something like that to be even more competitive. That's a great idea. And it's a damn shame that the anti-competitive forces known as governments in America won't let it happen. Walmart, uh, let's see, the reaction in Mexico has been the opposite. Walmart's the biggest retailer in Mexico and is the largest private employer. Same thing as here in the United States. Also, biggest retailer, largest private employer. With more than 135,000 workers, it has 872 stores, including 502 supermarkets and hypermarkets, along with the national restaurant chain. Wow. What Uh, restaurant chain? This is in Mexico. Oh. That's a Walmart restaurant chain. And about 60 small department stores. Walmart continues to grow. In October alone, it opened eight stores and four restaurants. And Wall Street analysis expected sales as high as $18 billion in Mexico this year. Protesters sometimes focus on the retailer as a symbol of multinational power. And community groups complain that new Walmart stores gobble you know, up... That multinational power is ridiculous. Multinationals don't have power. Governments have power. And in some cases, yep. they give it to the multinationals. In, like in the case of um, you know the oil companies, they managed to get the United States government to fight a frickin' war for them. Yep. That's what power is. Power is weapons. Walmart. Power is killing people. Walmart just sets a price, and then you voluntarily come through the doors. Or not. Socialists. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control the live Thursday, Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. That's the Packet A toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and experience the wiki. I believe it is back up uh, online and functioning. We had a server crash earlier this week. Not so good. And there's still a few things on the website that are buggy, some things you're going to try that aren't going to work. So please be patient. And you may want to send any bug reports to uh, Torgo at freetalklive.com since he is the man that is taking care of getting us all back up and running. But the wiki should be working over 850 pages 
of content created by listeners like you. It's like the listener editable version of the Free Talk Live website, wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. We're talking about Walmart, and we've talked about Walmart a number of times in the past on the show, and there's a reason. They're one of the biggest, they are the biggest retailer in the world, uh, the biggest retailer in the United States, the biggest employer in the United States, and also the biggest retailer and biggest employer in Mexico. Now, the reason we're talking about Mexico, Walmarts, tonight is because the finance ministry in Mexico has uh, brilliantly decided to allow Walmart to open a bank in Mexico. And I'm not being facetious when I say brilliantly. I think it is an awesome, excellent idea. Walmart is is going to be offering banking services to low-income people, and that's only a good thing, to encourage them to save and, you know, build wealth and all of that. That's what this is going to result in. And we're contrasting it to the situation here in the United States where Walmart is refused and rebuffed at every turn. Walmart has tried to bring financial services to the United States, and the banking industry and all of the usual anti-Walmart fools get in, uh, get in the way and lobby the government to prevent it from happening. And it hasn't happened. It's, it's on hold. They're frozen. It's, it's probably not going to happen. And I think that's a shame. I think it's sad because there are a lot of uh, low-income Americans that could really use these services. They could really use the convenience and the, and the services that are going to be offered here. Let's continue the story from the International Herald Tribune. Protesters sometimes focus on the retailer as a symbol of multinational power. And community groups complain that new Walmart stores gobble up scarce water and electricity without adding to the infrastructure. What? What? Walmart is taking too much water? What are you talking about? Most of the store is retail space. What, because somebody goes in and flushes a toilet? I've never even heard that claim about Walmarts before. Yeah, water? As in the United States, there are fears that Walmart will kill the local markets that are the bedrock of commerce in small towns. I disagree. I would avoid small towns if it weren't for Walmart. So when I'm driving on the interstate, <laughs> if, I, if I'm driving on the interstate and I need something, I'm not going to pull off because there's, you know, some little Smallville nearby to go find a general store. Right, and, so that you can stop off at the local fruit stand to yeah. pick up a cantaloupe. Yeah, or, I mean, it just doesn't happen. Or cross my fingers. I, mean, I do, when, when I'm going down some country road somewhere, I will stop at those little places. But mm-hmm. I don't get off the interstate right. to be able to stop in Podunk, nowhere, um, to be able to stop at a fruit stand or yep. something like that. But if you need something... You know that Walmart has it. Yep. You don't have to look for where it is. Walmart's gigantic. Don't it's have usually to, right off the interstate. Right off the interstate. It's easy to find. And, and you don't have to worry that they're, they're not going to have it. Whereas if I go to some podunk town and stop into the little co- corner market, and I'll be crossing my fingers to hope they have a box of tampons in stock or something like that. So let's continue. There are fears that Walmart will kill the local markets that are the bedrock of commerce in small towns. Remember... The way this article is written is very sort of anti-Walmart. Mm-hmm. It's got that sort of slant to it. Sorry, Walmart doesn't kill local markets. People voluntarily choose on an individual basis to shop where they want to shop. They, every single day, millions and trillions of choices are made. Trillions, every second probably, of choices. Somebody driving down the street decides, hmm, 
I'm going to go shop at Walmart today for whatever reason. Or I'm going to go to the local store instead for whatever reason. And all of those decisions added up, all of those millions and trillions of decisions added up together make the marketplace. And it's the marketplace that decides whether or not a business survives. And it's the decisions that business makes that encourage it or discourage it from surviving in the future. It's not Walmart. Walmart doesn't come in and send out assassins to destroy the right. owners to, of the to other shoot businesses. The mom and pop stores that are out there. And, you know, I'll admit that, um, you know, certain types of mom and pop stores might have a difficult time competing against Walmart. And perhaps, I don't know that there are, I, I don't know, maybe there are um, these sort of discount mom and pop stores that were in existence before mm-hmm. Walmart came along and Walmart put some of them out of business and some of them are going out of business Boo-hoo. and that kind of thing. Find something else to do. But it, now think about it for a second. I. I think that that's bad. I think that local commerce is a good thing, and I think that you should buy from um, people in your neighborhood, and I'm for that. But if you choose to use the rule of law, and that's the only way you're going to stop have stopped this process, because the free market killed these people's business. People willingly chose to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to use the rule of law for whatever, um, you know, however you do it, zoning rules. Now, wait um, a minute, wait a minute. Let's be fair. There have been some instances where Walmart has used the rule of law to override property rights in the cases of eminent domain and that sort of thing. But uh, but also the rule of law is used against Walmart a whole lot as well. Uh, absolutely. And it, the golden rule holds true here. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't want Walmart to be able to use, uh, you know, the rule of law against you and to harm your community and um, that kind of thing, to do things that you wouldn't have them do in their, your community, mm-hmm. then don't do it to them. Now, um, if you would have Walmart, you know, the rule of law used against Walmart, then what's the difference between that and welfare? It's just welfare for businesses, mm-hmm. welfare for that mom and pop business because protectionism. It is. It's protectionism because now I, you know, you use your rule of law. Now I have to go and pay more if I choose to, choose to not go to that. If I would have chosen not to go to that store, I have to choose. I have to go to that store, the mom and pop store, and I pay more for things than That's I would right. have at Walmart. So you're using the rule of law to cause those people to make more money. That's not fair. No, it's not. That's not right. Fair is allowing consumers to choose on their own where they bring their business. Yep. Let's go on. Local merchants and many smaller Mexican citizens have organized unsuccessfully to try to block a planned store, but Walmart is not the lightning rod. That, uh, Walmart is not the lightning rod for opposition that it's become in the United States, where activists have taken aim at its relatively low wages and meager benefits. In Mexico, its labor practices are no worse than those of its competitors. For many Mexicans, the low prices are what counts. Feel-good ads showing how Walmart has helped its Mexican suppliers export globally also help create a favorable image for the company. Many Mexicans are even hazy about whether they shop in a Walmart store. The company kept the name of most of the places it acquired when it bought the largest Mexican retailer in 1997. Retail opposition is weak. Uh, And you know what? Great. Uh, Walmart people should feel good about shopping there, especially these Mexicans, because low prices, not only do low prices count for Mexicans, but low prices count for Americans as well. That's why they shop there, because the prices are low. It's not because of the great service. You know that you're not going to get great service in a Walmart. If you want great service, then go to a local shop. Go to a shop that specializes in the product that you want. You're going to get great service. But if you want the best prices, you know where to go. And the reason why that's so great is because it makes your dollar go further. It essentially gives you a raise. Because if you were shopping at a local mom-and-pop store every day when there was no Walmart around and you got a $1,000 paycheck and you spend $250 of it at the local mom-and-pop store, you've got, seven, you've got you know, $750 left over. 
if Walmart opens up and you can go there and buy the same exact amount of products for $200, you've just got a $50 a week raise. Or $50 every two weeks or whatever. You see what I'm saying? It actually makes you go, your money go further. But people want to take that money out of the American um, people's hands and give it to people they want. Reward their friends. Punish their enemies. And more on the way. You take control. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You take control. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The packet, 8.net, toll free line, 1-800-259-9231. What are you thankful for on this Thanksgiving? What are you going to be looking for tomorrow when you go shopping on Black Friday, if you are going to be taking part in that? And, of course, tomorrow, if you are out shopping, out and about, and you experience something interesting, definitely call us on tomorrow night's show and tell us all about it. So those are two of the uh, topics we ta- covered earlier. But in the midst, right now we're in the midst of discussing Walmart. That's right. Walmart, the big, evil, scary retailer, is opening up a bank down in Mexico. And I think it's great news because it's going to allow uh, low-income Mexicans, of which there are a lot of them, to have access to banking services. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. And be sure you join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. That includes the updates. You get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce at updates.freetalklive.com. That is updates.freetalklive.com. Register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd through the 25th. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. When is the early... Early bird discount registration, uh, when's that over with? Tonight. Hours from now. That's yeah, right. moments. Thanksgiving if you is the last if, day. If you aren't registered by midnight tonight, um, for the you won't get the early bird discount. You can still register. You yeah. just have to pay more. At uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get registered there. Learn more. Uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Continuing the International Herald Tribune biased article against Walmart. Walmart just trying to bring banking services to uh, its customers. They're allowed to do it in Mexico, but not in the United States. Now, why is that? Is it because possibly that the Mexican banking situation is more free than the United States? That the Mexican banking cartels, the existing Mexican banks, aren't as uh, I don't hold as much sway with their government? Must be. It, it, it clearly. I mean, obviously, when there's when the governments are smaller and weaker, um, the free markets are going to prevail more. As in the United States, there are fears that Walmart will kill the local markets that are the bedrock of commerce in small towns. But uh, because, <laughs> yeah, it's just going to throw the whole Mexican economy into a <laughs> tailspin. <laughs> Dear God, I mean, people could be poor and living in mud huts or something. <laughs> the uh, the whole uh, there's an opportunity here, says Ra- Raúl Argelis, the Walmart. Walmart de Mexico, Director of Corporate Affairs. The size of the whole pie can grow for Walmart and for the rest of the players. And he's right about that. That's, that's the key. That guy gets it. The, when, it's, when it comes to creating wealth, when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to making products and services available in the marketplace and making a profit off of those things, socialists, people that believe in wealth redistribution, believe that wealth is finite. They believe that, well, that's it. 
It's all out there. The, the, it's, the pie's as big as it's going to get. Right. The pie is the pie, and now we must divide it up equally amongst everyone with the governmental rule. Right. And what they fail to understand is that, um, you know, wealth is unlimited in the sense that when I apply my labor to, to something... Natural that, resources. Yeah, usually. natural resources, then it becomes worth more. Mm-hmm. For instance, I can take a piece of wood. I have wood out in my um, shed here that I burn um, for heat. Mm-hmm. I could take that piece of wood and I could spend an amount of time on it, whatever amount of time I decide to spend on it, and carve it into something beautiful. I could sell that thing that's beautiful for $1,000. The piece of wood isn't worth a dime. Not barely. No, it's not worth a dime. I, yeah. I mean, I, I know what I paid right, for yeah, it. It is true. not, in fact, worth a dime. Right. Um, it, so I can turn it into $1,000. I've done that by applying my labor to it. And your mind. So... The wealth is created. Right, and it's easy to see. I, okay, today is uh, Thanksgiving of 2006. Flashback 400 years. And look at the size of the pie back then. Right. Could you possibly argue that in, in uh, you know, 1706 or 1606 or, heck, 06, was the pie the same size back then? Was there as much stuff in the world to buy and as many products and services out there? Did as many, was there as much money out there? No. And the reason is because wealth grows. In an unfettered free market, or even in markets that are low regulation, uh, in markets where you're allowed to create products and services and sell them on the open market, wealth increases over time. That's why we're not in horse and bu- uh, you know, horse carriage, horse-drawn carriages anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why we're driving cars and flying airplanes and flying to the moon and things like that. You know, where's it going to go next? It's hard to tell. We can predict some things. But wealth grows over time. And it's, it's good to know that some of the people behind this, uh, this banking effort understand that. The Walmart Bank will start modestly with an investment of $25 million, offering bare-bones savings accounts and simple personal and consumer loans. Uh, the bank could also lend money to Walmart's small suppliers and to business owners who shop at Walmart Sam's Clubs, a discount warehouse store, he said. But it might take as long as five years for the bank to start making mortgage loans. All of these things are going to help the Mexican economy. They're going to allow... Um, right. If Walmart starts giving more people mortgages, people who have never had bank accounts before, people who are, um, for whatever reason, a bank, other banks decide they're at risk. Mm-hmm. I don't know what reason... Um, if Walmart starts doing that, that's only good for the Mexican economy. That's only going to put more people in homes that they own and have paid for. Therefore, they're going to take better care of them. They're going to improve that property. Walmart could save Mexico. It really but could. these damn socialists just want to get in the way of it. And Here I in America. Ca- they're not getting in the way down in Mexico. Yeah, but they're bemoaning that it's, um, that it's happening well, in Mexico. the International Herald Tribune is, which is written here in the United States. Right. They're, by some socialists. Right. They're bemoaning right. Um, what's happening in, in Mexico, and they, would, they won't allow it to happen in the United States. No, and I don't care if it's Walmart. I want um, the Citibank to have the opportunity to open a large retail store if they want to. Sure. I want Walmart to be able to open banks. I want companies and people, people essentially, um, to have the ability to conduct commerce in the way they want and people that aren't involved in it to keep their noses out. Well, according to the Walmart representative, quote, we're a low-cost company. We'll look for every, uh, we'll look for a very austere bank that is very focused on the customer. Now, Maria de Jesus Martinez may take a little persuasion. A domestic worker, Martinez, was shopping at a busy Walmart-owned store one Sunday evening. About nine years ago, she put the equivalent of about $80 into a Mexican bank. 
When she went to withdraw it, only $23 was left, the rest eaten up by commissions. She says, it just took away all of my interest, she said. Well, guess what? Walmart entering the banking trade will bring more competition to the banking industry. Walmart targeting accounts towards the unbanked, targeting accounts towards low-income people that don't have experience banking, are going to make it clear to these individuals. If I was running this bank, I would say, come to Walmart. No fees, no minimums. You know, I would, I would make it very clear. We are not going to nickel and dime you to death, which is what some banks do here in America. That's, that's their sales pitch. Hey, we know these other banks have fees. If you want to use a teller, there's an $8 fee. Yeah. I mean, there's crazy fees in U.S. banks. And some banks realize that this is what people don't want, and they advertise against that. And Walmart can do that here, too. So just because some Mexican bank screwed you, lady, doesn't mean that all of them are out to do so. And, of course, buyer beware, caveat emptor, read the small print, make sure you know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the family of eight even has a bank account. Her daughter, Maria uh, Mariana Hernandez, a student, offered only grudging interest. She said it might be an alternative. We would have to see how they manage it. Indeed. At least, oh, sure. at least they're going to get to see. We in America, we don't get that option. Because we're so free. Wait a minute. No, maybe not. You know, it of course, Walmart's going to have to market itself to its customers on the way in. And it's going to give them advantage. I mean, they're going to be able to put that bank in front of them every time. Yep. But Walmart gives haircuts, and I don't get my haircut there. Walmart That's gives. True. Walmart uh, puts glasses, and I, you know. You don't need glasses. I, I don't need glasses, but I don't know anybody who's gotten their glasses there. I mean, my friends don't get them there. Hmm. Um. You know, so, I mean, just because Walmart manages to have these things doesn't mean that, uh, you know, necessarily it's going to take over the market. So there It you certainly go. hasn't taken over the haircutting market. 1-800-259-9231. If you can make an argument for why Walmart shouldn't be able to open a bank in the United States, I absolutely think they should. And I wish them the best of success down in Mexico, and, and I hope it benefits uh, the low-income folks down there that... That need to learn how to how to save and uh, create wealth for themselves, and if Walmart can help them do that, uh, then I think it's a heroic move on their part, and they can profit as well at the same time. It's a great idea. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. George Bush's defeated foe, U.S. civil liberty, according to Paul Craig Roberts. We'll share it with you on the way. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. It is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free Talk Live, your show, you take control, Thanksgiving Day episode. We're here live, Ian here with you. And Mark, you can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Still time for your call at 800-259-9231. That is the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. We would like you to amplify the show in return. If you like the program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, get us on more radio stations, then voluntarily head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Read the details about the AMP program. You'll understand what we're doing. It's very simple. We take in 3 bucks a month from you, listeners like you, and we turn it around into promotion for the show. We buy industry advertisements to get the show on more radio stations, buy inter internet advertisements to get more internet listeners. And of course, the purpose is to spread Free Talk Live, and thereby, by proxy, spread the message of, free to of, uh, of freedom and liberty around the world. So if that's important to you, and it has been important to over 300 existing amplifiers, then head over to amp.freetalklive.com to become a Free Talk Live amplifier and enjoy the perks. You get access to the amplifier-only call-in lines, uh, classic archives, plus, uh, as, we just be, as we've just initiated, the new amp voicemail system that we've got set up. Uh, more details to come on that in the future. 
Yeah, we should see. It's, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, sort of evolves. Indeed. Uh, so George Orwell warned us, according to Paul Craig Roberts uh, from LewRockwell.com, but what American would have expected that in the opening years of the 21st century, the United States would become a country in which lies and deception by the president and vice president were the basis for a foreign policy of war and aggression, and in which indefinite detention without charges, torture, and spying on citizens without warrants have displaced the Bill of Rights and the United States Constitution. If anyone had predicted that the election of George W. Bush to the presidency would result in an American police state and illegal wars of aggression, he would have been dismissed as a lunatic. What American would have ever thought that any U.S. president and attorney general would defend torture? Or that a Republican Congress would pass a bill legalizing torture by the executive branch and exempting the executive branch from the Geneva Convention? And and, um, suspending habeas corpus for people. What American would have ever expected the U.S. Congress to accept the president's claim that he is above the law? What American could have imagined that if such crimes and travesties occurred, that nothing would be done about them and the media and the opposition party would be largely silent? Except for a few columnists who are denounced by conservatives as traitors for defending the Bill of Rights, the defense of U.S. civil liberty has been limited to the American Civil Liberties Union, Amnesty International, and Human Rights Watch. And, and Free Talk Live. And Free Talk Live. <laughs> and Keith Olbermann's been doing a good job on television as well. But that's about it. The few federal judges who have refused to genuflect before the Bush police state are denounced by Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez as a grave threat to U.S. security. Vice President Richard Cheney called a federal judge's ruling against the Bush administration or the Bush regime's illegal and unconstitutional warrantless surveillance program, quote, an indefensible act of judicial overreaching. Brainwashed conservatives are so accustomed to denouncing federal judges for judicial activism, so-called, that Cheney's charge of overreach goes down smoothly. Vast percentages of the American public are simply unconcerned that their liberty can be revoked at the discretion of a police or military officer, and that they can be held without evidence, trial, or access to an attorney, and tortured until they confess to whatever charge their torturers wish to impose. He's not exaggerating, by the way. All of these things have happened. We've been covering them all along. It's really unfortunate, but um, you know they get to they get to decide what torture is and what torture isn't. Um, they get to decide who an enemy combatant is. You know, it can be an American citizen. It can be not an American citizen. Doesn't matter. Yep. And if they label you an enemy combatant, your friends may not ever know. They might just pick you up off the streets and disappear you. Mm. And you might not ever get, see the light of day again because you'll have a military trial. With a military jury, not even a jury, a judge, military tribunal. No like, visitors. No visitors. This isn't like regular prison. Military lawyer. Where they tra- charge you with something and you get a trial. In most cases, they, people don't take the trials. Public not allowed. No. You might not even be allowed. We are not exaggerating this. This is for real. Americans believe, says Paul Craig Roberts, that such things can only happen to real terrorists, despite the overwhelming evidence that most of the Bush regime's detainees have no connections to terrorism. Even their golden boy, Jose Padilla, the man that's been held for over three years now, for, I think it's well over four years actually at this point, on alleged terrorism charges, they've actually had to drop some of the charges that they, uh, that they made against. They, for, by the way, they were forced to actually levy charges against this guy. And then they've since dropped the most uh, serious of those charges because they got nothing. They have nothing. Right. Supposedly he was uh, planning to uh, put together a dirty bomb, but uh, his charges are nothing like that. 
When these points are made to fellow citizens, the reply is usually, I'm doing nothing wrong, I have nothing to fear. Well, why then? How do, you, how do we know that Jose Pad- um, Padilla was not, in fact, doing anything wrong? Why? We don't. We, yeah. The government has just levied some charges at him. And they didn't even charge him when they finally had to charge him with something. They didn't charge him with the stuff they levied him. With the uh, accusations. With the accusations. Are you kidding me? Why then did the Founding Fathers bother writing the Constitution or the Bill of Rights? American liberties are the result of an 800-year struggle by the English people to make law a shield of the people instead of a weapon in the hands of government. For centuries, English-speaking peoples have understood that governments cannot be trusted with unaccountable power. If the Founding Fathers believed it was necessary to tie down a very weak and limited government, central government, with the Constitution and Bill of Rights, then these protections are certainly more necessary now than our, that our government has grown in size, scope, and power beyond the imagination of the Founding Fathers. But alas, law and order conservatives have been brainwashed for decades that civil liberties are unnecessary interferences with the ability of police to protect us from criminals. Americans have forgotten that we need protection from government more than we need protection from criminals. Because what happens when the criminals get in charge of government? Then you're just at the, mercies of, uh, at the mercy of the criminals. Once we cut down civil liberties so that police may better pursue criminals and terrorists, where do we stand when government turns on us? This is the famous question asked by Sir Thomas More in the play A Man for All Seasons. The answer is that we stand naked, unprotected by the law. It's an act of the utmost ignorance and stupidity to assume that only criminals and terrorists will stand unprotected. Americans should be roused to fury that Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez and Vice President Cheney have condemned the defense of American civil liberty as a grave threat to U.S. security. This blatant use of an orchestrated and propagandistic fear to create a national security wedge against the Bill of Rights is an impeachable offense. Mark my words, the future of civil liberty in the United States depends on the impeachment and conviction of Bush, Cheney, and Gonzalez. Please, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. And the Democrats have pledged. They have pledged it that it will not happen. Why? Well, what's the point in having pledged that? I don't know. I, I, I don't understand it. It's really just a back-scratching session. It's really just a, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, and we'll protect each other. Okay, you Democrats are in charge now. Uh, well, you just, just protect us. Uh, but George Bush could say, well, uh, look, I'm the still the president, and uh, y'all are in charge, so... You can just pass whatever laws you want, and I'll sign them. Just don't bring me up on charges, okay? Don't it, bring my friends up on charges either. Could be. Yeah, it could be that simple. Really. I mean, they have closed-door meetings all the time, and who knows what goes on in the <laughs> behind in the halls of Washington. Who knows what backroom deals are cut. They've all been scratching each other's backs. These laws don't just get, you know, these laws get passed on a bipartisan basis. Democrats vote for some of them. Republicans vote for some of them. Either way, the Democrats' uh, programs get through every few years. The Republicans' programs get through. It's all more bigger government for everybody. They're all voting for it. 800-259-9231. But it's not just happening here. It's happening in the United Kingdom. And, Mark, I believe that you had uh, a story in relation to some fingerprinting that's going on. Because the police state continues to expand all around the world. Yeah, it's just a short um, little bit, but it's amazing. Uh, motorists uh, from the BBC, motorists to give fingerprints. Drivers who get stopped by the police could have their fingerprints taken at the roadside under a new plan to help officers check people's identities. These aren't people arrested. They're just 
It's um, checking their identities just to make sure you yeah. are who you say you are. Oh, it's protection, security. A handheld device be being tested by 10 forces in England and Wales is linked to a database of 6.5 million prints. Police say that they will have um, they will save time because people will no longer have to go to the station to prove their identity. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? Wow, it's so nice. It's great for people. Um, officers promise prints will not be kept on file, but concerns what? have been raised about civil liberties. They won't keep... Um, the prints of people taken on file, but they have to match them up against something. Well, the, the, but if you you'll fail a match if you haven't been arrested, at least in the United States. Oh, and I would imagine it's that way too, because I don't probably I'm sure they don't just have it printed everybody in uh, in England. So they don't just take the information supposedly, right? You know, it's they don't just, take the information that they have uh, gleaned at that point and then keep it on it's file. It's never enough. This is just another step towards taking people's blood. On the side of the road. And if you think I'm exaggerating, there are already states in the United States where the, the, the troopers, the highway patrolmen, are being trained as to how to take blood from people on the side of the road. That's okay. It's only for identification purposes. We just want to protect you from terror. Well, you better bring a full botanist if you want to take some blood from me because I'm not going to let some trooper do it. It's been in here with you. And Mark. We'll be back tomorrow night for the Black Friday edition of Free Talk Live. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And happy Thanksgiving Day to you. Gobble, gobble. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.